You want to make mom smile this Mother's Day? You can start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brands she loves, delivered the very same day with DoorDash. Wow, that's a great idea. Moms are such a gift to us, and we should treat them the same way, with gifts, especially on Mother's Day. I didn't know DoorDash was doing that. That's exceptional. If your mom has a sweet tooth, or if she's a tech enthusiast, beauty connoisseur, if she's outdoorsy, no matter what she's into, you can make her smile with a fruit or flower bouquet, makeup, tech gear, workout wear, and more, all deliverable through DoorDash. Get all your Mother's Day gifts all in one place and get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 or more on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with code THEO. That's T-H-E-O. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Hey, hey, hey. You, what did the horse say to the um other uh, to the chicken on Christmas? Hey, hey, hey. So today's episode is brought to you by Gray Block Pizza. If you want something and you can't and, and you think you can have it and it's pizza, then you're doing great. 1811 Pico Boulevard on the way to the beach. Gray Block, get that hitter. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. some romance modern jazz Christmas there by Bluma Pedersen and that is Bluma Pedersen there with a song called Christmas Moment let me pull up something else that's really let me pull up fire up another uh, here here we go one right here That's that Wild West. Get on your horse, get a gun, and get some dang Christmas.
And that is a song right there. That is uh, Tamisha Alexander with Santa Hold On. Happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas to you. And that's what I say a lot of time. Merry Christmas. And that's how I leave it. Oh, it's that time of year. It's good to be here. I hope that you are just... Honestly, I hope you're wherever you are. I don't care what, where, I don't, wherever you are, I hope you're really fired up about it. And you feeling that Yule, baby. You feeling that Yule, you know? Because this is that time when you can just, you know, you could kind of grab somebody's cheek a little and, wi- and uh, wiggle it. Hey, 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 buddy. Merry Christmas. This time when you could pet a little, you know, pet a neighbor's son, touch him on the head. Hey, buddy, you're doing great, you know. Stay out of my yard, but you're doing great. It's that time. It's that holiday time. You know, and it's it's really, when you think about Christmas, that they had a baby in the desert. And I've talked about this before. But they had a baby in the desert. First of all, very dangerous. I don't know if you've ever been to Arizona, but you don't see a lot of babies. A lot of children won't even come out of the, 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 the homesteads or the, or the buildings until they're five, six. When they got enough hydration in them, they got them oiled up enough. Because a baby, uh, the desert is the complete opposite of a baby. You know, a baby is, um, it's, it's, it's like gushy kind of and got fat, like little, it's fat look like muscle. You know, a lot of time you'll see a baby and it's fat look like muscle. You'll see a lot of its arms look like he's jacked, but he's only 20 pounds, you know? You're like, damn, is he jacked? No, he's just, he's just, he's fat, but he's, it's stylish. There's the fat is never as stylish on us as it is when we're a child. And the desert is dry. It's grainy. It's <laughs> sound like that. It doesn't, there's nothing slick about it. So a baby, if you put a baby in the desert, man, it's lights out. So to think that a long time ago for Christmas, that a baby was born and put in the desert, man. And uh, and then a bunch of men went out there to see him. And that's where it really does get wild. I get, you know. I get, but I also, if I think if somebody said, hey, man, they got a baby out in the desert. Think about that. You're somewhere, you know, you're at a Hardee's or you're somewhere, you know, you're just parked in your truck somewhere just thinking about your wife or something or anything. You know, doing whatever. You're doing video games. Whatever. And you and somebody nudges you or something. Hey, buddy. They got a baby in the desert. You would go see it. You would go see it. That's an easy one. Some people, maybe Chris D'Elia would be like, I ain't going to see that baby. You know? But, But any regular, you know, mentally decent male would go see that baby and so that's what's beautiful about the story of christmas is they had a baby in the desert some people went out there a couple donkeys went out there and shit got real sentimental 
and um and that's beautiful man and that's it and here we are fast forwarding to the year 2019 and this thing is wrapping up this year is almost wrapped up like a gift it's like we're wrapping the gift ourselves as the year ends and i can't even remember what's in the box Sometimes the years go by so fast, I can't even, you know, life is such a time capsule. Sometimes I don't know what's in it and I'm sitting there putting things in it all the time, but yet I don't even know what's in it. And before I can get a, try and get a handle on it, it starts back again. It's uh, January or January as uh a lot of my uh, Latino friends say, January. Oh, Pampa. Do you like uh, January? And some people think, oh, well, it's racist to do a Mexican accent. It's not racist, dude. I love a Mexican accent. A- and it's fun. Do a Mexican accent. Do a Chinese accent. Do a white guy accent. Do a freaking. Uh, that girl, you know, who's always like with the long finger. Now, do, do it. Do it. Do whatever you want. It's an accent. So do it. Ho, ho, ho. That's an accent. That's Santa. Hey, hey, hey. That is a pervert right there, boy. If you hear somebody like that. If somebody has a couple grams of Coke and they say there's a baby in the desert. Now that's different. That's danger. But if somebody comes over and nudges you during holiday. Say, hey, big boy. They got El Bebe in Las Playas. Then you're going to go for that. You better go for that. Um, What else? What's going on? Not too much. I'm flying back to Louisiana uh, tomorrow. And I'm just looking forward to it. You know, I'm going to go do the deal. Get me a little bit of gambo. Get me a little bit of Christmas yambalaya. And they'll put anything in Yamalaya. Dude, somebody have Yamalaya might have a little swallow in it. And I don't know if you've ever had swallow or not. It's not, I don't eat it around children. And it's really an adult meat. Because if children, you know, if children hear you eating attractive birds, they get nervous. You know, so... If you have that swallow, that's something, you know, that's more of a seasonal or, you know, a special time of year when you have a little bit of swallow. But until you, could, but that's the thing about jambalaya. You could hide something you're not sure if you want to eat inside of something you do. You know, you could throw a few uh, Yali Ranchers in there. You know, you could throw uh, a couple marshmallows down there in the middle. Bam, bam. What's that? Oh, this is good. Oh, this has got crab meat. Oh, damn. This is sweet. That's the marshmallows, bro. Um, and that's a yamalaya. Oh, yamalaya. What's going on, man? It's the end of the year, and it's been a great year. Uh, I want to thank everybody for all the support. I had some good podcasts recently. Um, we got some great ones coming up in the new year. That's going to be exciting. Uh, I'm going. We got the show in Lafayette coming up. Let me let you know a couple dates that are still available. Uh, January 14th in Oslo, Norway. Uh, January 15th, Stockholm, Sweden. 
January 31st and February 1st, Las Vegas, Nevada. And that's at the Mirage, coming back through the Super Bowl weekend. So if you're going to be there, come see. February 15th, Oroville Casino at the Gold Country. February 20th, Toronto, Queen Elizabeth Theater. And we just opened Thursday night tickets for that week as well. And then February 28th, Oxon Hill, Maryland. Or that makeup show from last year. And it's beautiful here on the set. If you could see uh, what producer Nick has done, man. Man, and we got uh, we got some beautiful people. Gave us some Christmas ornaments. Rat King. Damn. We are very blessed to be part of such a wonderful group. I want to let you know, too, we got some single moms that are going to come out uh, into... Um, Lafayette, and here's a submission that came in for one. Just want you guys to uh, to get on board. Here we go. Hey, what's up, Theo? This is Jeff from Crowley, Louisiana. Big this past weekend fan, gang, gang, buzz, buzz, gang, Jeffrey. And thank you for calling over there in Crowley. And Crowley is the kind of place they got big uh, animals over there. You'll see an inchworm that's damn two feet long. You're like, whoa, this fella. This fellow might be in the rodeo, you know, they're big. So it's that kind of place. Onward, Jeffrey. Um, I was calling to nominate my mom for Single Mother's Night at your show in Lafayette, Louisiana. She's a single mom to five boys. She, uh, she always worked hard for us growing up, trying to provide for us everything she can, you know, hard with a lot of kids like that. And... She don't have much of a social life. She can't get out much, you know. She can't do much. She works nights, but she just got her dream job as a nurse in Lafayette. Mm. And she's a she's a big fan of the show. Me and all my brothers, we watch you and we love you. Came to your show in Biloxi, Mississippi, and you're uh, coming coming close to us in Lafayette. And I know my mom would love to be able to get a night out and go enjoy herself and you know do her own thing. So yeah, hope you. Uh, Hope you call back. Thank you. Well, look, man, you're very welcome. And yeah, I'm so excited that she's going to come now. We'll, we will reach out to you. We got a couple single moms. We're going to have them and a guest join us for dinner before the show. And um, and we're going to do something nice for them as well. So, uh, Jeff, we'll reach out. Thank you. That's very sweet of you, man. And, you know, it's, um, you know, you think about that. You think about. If they had, you know, when, uh, you know, a mother's got to do a lot of it on her own. And just the fear that probably comes, but that they push it aside real quick. You know, there's stories a mother could lift a damn shiffer robe off a fucking set of twins or something. They'll have a 700 pound shiffer robe and a something happens. There's lightning or something or a little, you know, maybe something hits your house or knocks it over onto a kid and a mother will lift it off of them. And this is a mother that, you know, it could be a mother that's never done squats or never even, you know, she ain't on creatine or any type of, you know, pre-workout. And then suddenly they'll be able to just have the strength. You know, sometimes if, a, if we could just crack open a mother and just get whatever, just, ha- just harness whatever that is. That strength of love and of perseverance that they have. Um... Man, it's something that's beautiful. It's its its own little Christmas, man. What goes on inside of a mother. 
and I applaud uh, your mother, Jeff, and I am excited to get to meet her. So her and a guest will be coming. Uh, will, will please join us for dinner. I hope you will. Um, Nick will reach out to you, and uh, and we will set it up. And we got a couple of others. We're going to reach out. We had a we had a, a a good deal of single moms that were nominated, and um, we can't have everybody out, but we're going to have some out, and we're going to do our best. And the next ones we'll catch next time. So uh, thank you very much for those submissions. Oh man, it's that time of year, dude. I was thinking, man, one Christmas I got, I got a silk shirt. And I don't know if you ever remember the silk shirt. Because silk is first something you think you'll never be able to have it. Because spiders have it. And there's no, if you look at a spider, never once does a spider look like, hey, I'm going to fucking do something for you. You know, I'm going to share this batch with you. You know? And it's marvelous that sometimes one, you know, that one, that, that at some point in history, I don't know when or whatever, but they made a deal with them and they got all the silk. So we, when I remember when I got a silk shirt, I just, it blew my mind. And I don't know if you remember when these really hit the market. They were kind of, they had that kind of glow, like one edge to them, like at one, it was like mine was like a light red, like a light red shirt. And from straight on, it looked red. But if you stood, had somebody move over about five inches to, to the right or the left and look at it, it looked a little bit purple. It was just, you know, like when you see somebody's car has been leaking oil on the, on the concrete outside of your house. Or on, and you'll see a little bit of they have the oil. And then on top of the oil, they got that little uh, that little party layer, you know, that kind of little. It's like a little like somebody just beat the fuck out of a rainbow and just left it there bleeding kind of. Well, it's like that. And that's the kind of thing that's in the silk. It has this really transvescent thing. I don't know what it is. It's like an extra layer of skin in it that kind of glistens. That's ready to fucking party or do some blow. And I remember I got that silk shirt and man, it was nice, dude. I remember when when I came back from school from Christmas, that's when I really hit my stride because that's when I had that new stuff. I had that flex. You know, I had the freaking straight up just flex curtains, bro. New shirt, new hat. You know, sometime in winter, me and my brother split a pair of mittens. He get one one day, I get one the next. You know, he's going left, I'm going right, bro. You feel me? And then sometime I'd replace the other side, I'd get an oven mitt. Because um, my dad, you know, whenever my parents were married, he would sometimes drink and he got my mother a set of small oven mitts one time when he was in, I think, like Puerto Rico or something. And so we had, so sometimes you could replace the other mitten you didn't have with that fucking baby oven mitt. Um, but yeah, that shirt, man, that silk shirt. So I go back to school with anything I knew I got fresh hanging off of me, anything slap bracelet, uh, new wrestling figurine, have it in my pocket. Um, my grandma would give me a bag of mints. Usually she'd give me a bag of breath mints. That was her big thing. Uh, and I would just roll to school, bro. Fucking mint it up. Pocket full of the Ultimate Warrior. Gang shit. And I had that silk. 
I had that fucking that spider spit uh, smock on, and uh, and that thing, man, it was nice. And the crazy thing was though, if you started sweating, the sweat would immediately get. So then the shirt started to stick to you. And in Louisiana, you sweat automatically. It doesn't matter. It'd be 200 degrees below zero and everybody's sweating. You know, it just gets hot down there. You'll see a crab. Some of them, you'll see a crab come out of his shell. And he's wiping his brow. Man, it's hot in there. You see it. Louisiana is just like that, you know. You'll see a raccoon take off his fur and hang it on the branch for a bit. You know, he'll be over there just wringing out his muscles full of sweat. And until you've seen a furless coon, brother, you don't know what's up, man. You're like, damn, bro. But those, I remember those silk shirts. And then sometime, like, that thing would get all, uh, when it got sweaty, it would just stick to you. But, yeah, if you looked at it head on, it was green. But if you had somebody move nine inches over to the left and look at it, it was like a little bit, a little bit less green, kind of blue or something. Man, I love those. I love that silk shirt back in the day. Um, we got some calls came in nine eight five six six four nine five zero three. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, and Happy Holidays to you. And uh, and we got a great bright year coming up ahead of us, all of us. You know, we are living this gift of life, man, and it um, and it is a journey. And I'm grateful that it is a journey. I'm grateful that it is highs and lows. Um. Because it, it is a challenge, you know. I mean, if you played Super Mario and it was just the whole course was just you running to the end. Man, you put the controller down after one time. But it's not like that. You know, life is, there's more. They got the magic mushrooms. They got, you know, you can get a little bit of coin. You know, you can beat your head into some bricks. You know, you can, uh... You know, so every now and then, dude, in certain areas, bro, you could light a can of WD-40 and throw it, throw, throw it at somebody who fucking didn't fix your truck correctly. You know, fireballs. You know, they got dragons you can fight every now and then. Some thought will come out the house with a bunch of slippers on talking shit. And you could freaking, you know, just launch that bitch off a drawbridge if you want. I mean, I'm just saying that it's... As tough as it is sometimes with these downs and these valleys that are in life, uh, we wouldn't play if it if there wasn't challenge. We wouldn't play. We w- I wouldn't play, I don't think. So I'm not preaching at you. I'm just trying to remind myself that um, that this is the game. This is the this is this is the game I'm playing. You know, in an easier, a too easy game, there would be no challenge. And I get to see who I am when there's a challenge around me, and uh, uh, and it's nice. It's nice to be. It's nice to be inspired even by ourselves sometimes in the face of of adversity. But all right, let's get in a couple of calls that came in nine eight five six six four nine five zero three. Yo, what's up, Theo? It's Jake from Tennessee. I work with the post office, and what's up, Big Jake at the post office? That PO. And, dude, I know a lot of y'all hopped up on them perfume samples, dude. I know that shit. That's why I go in there sometime. I'll see some dude, like, 
he's on some damn, you know, polo sport. I'm like, damn, bro, you need to, you know, you'll see him over in the distance just ripping open a magazine and getting hit, getting a couple hits of Burberry Brit over there. You're like, dang, boy, you freaking better back off that Christian Dior because you fucking geeked up, dog. Yeah, one time the guy pushing the little mail card, he's over there. You saw him. He's back there. He's ripping perfume samples out of out of out of the zines and fucking basting under his arm, bruh. You know, he hits himself with them samples, and next thing you know, he's all tweaked out. Cause he's popped up because he's been, you know, scenting up his trenches, bruh. I'm telling you, that's one danger thing about being at the post office. Is get whatever comes through the mail. Try not to get addicted to it. And that is nature. That's nurture. That's nature or nurture. So can we beat it? I don't know. Yeah, one time they, the mail truck is over by my house. It's a, it's 11 o'clock at night. I go out there. I'm looking at the guy. He's in there. He's got, he's got two strips of uh, S-Day Lauder cut up into little paper squares, and he's putting them under his tongue. I said, whoo, he about to smell the devil. But that's, you know, that's just the dangers of working in the uh, in the mailing catalog industry. But thank you for calling, brother. Let's let's hear more. Today, I, I, I was at this house delivering the packages. I was on a new route, so I don't, I don't really know this house. And I walk up, drop off this big box. And, dude, they had a snack bucket. For all like delivery drivers and stuff that come to your house during you know Christmas time, especially during Black Friday and Cyber Monday, you know these people have nice snacks out there and stuff. And dude, I'm not gonna lie to you, I forgot about my delivery drivers and all that shit. But I just want to give a PSA to all these people out here: don't forget about your delivery drivers. You know they're bringing you all your Amazon and your dildos or whatever you're ordering online. Hell. Yeah. Show them a nipple or something. Yeah. Don't forget about your delivery drivers this Christmas. That's all I want to say. Gang, gang, let's get it. Gang, gang, let's get it. And that man right there is telling the truth right there. Out there out of Tennessee. Take care of your drivers. These men out there, they schlepping this and that. You ordered 13 boxes of oatmeal for your grandmother for Christmas. And now, you know, Henry over here, he's got to schlep it up the stairs for you. Leave him something out front. Leave him a thing of fresh Dorito packages or leave him a um a thing of gummy bears, man. Or you can even get that one big gummy bear, that big bitch, man. That big papa bear. That thing's about freaking probably 11 and a half inches tall. And he can just snack on that match while he's cruising around. Yeah, people think they just order off Amazon. It magically drops on their doorway. No, they got a middleman. They got these side piece Santas running around everywhere. And those men and women too. A lot of strong women who also do fitness. And who be having protein shakes on their lunch break. And wearing gloves with no fingers on. You know who I'm talking about. A lot of strong, you know, sometimes lesbian and sometimes non-lesbian women. That dress like the wet bandits from Home Alone. And these beautiful ladies over there schlepping the goods up to your door. So leave them something out there. These are the real Santas. Leave them a milk. Leave them a cookie. Leave them a picture of you and your cousin or something doing, you know, fishing, catching a big trout, catching a big walleye. 
TAO, baby. That's Think About Others, and you know it. Thank you for calling, and thank you for making all those deliveries. And I'm going to think about it, too. I'm going to set a little stool out there. Dear Mr. FedEx, dear Mr. Amazon, dear Mr. or Mrs. Mail Person, I know you're really Santa. And here's a Rice Krispie treat from my nice, crispy heart. Gang, brother, onward. I got to tell you this, you know it, and I know it, that this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You know, we do live in a time where a lot of men is getting in need of help and women, of brain help. And you can start communicating with a therapist in under 24 hours with BetterHelp. There's a broad range of expertise. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. You know, I go to, I've, I've, uh, I've used BetterHelp where you, you know, you can be in a, you can text a therapist, you can call, you can do video chat, Skype. There's ways to get help without having to drive over to that office in town that have that stigma. And they got one man out there, you know, maybe a brother or maybe a couple of, uh, you know, a white dude wearing like a Buffalo Sabres jersey or something. And they, you know, having a couple freaking menthols or blowing a Winston. And you know that they trying to just score a couple of um, of uh, of drugs from a therapist or something. You know, sometimes by the building. And you don't, you're like, oh, I'm not going there. Somebody's going to see me needing help. Well, BetterHelp offers you a way to do that without driving over. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Theo. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. And join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's right. Special offer for this past weekend listeners. Get 10% off your first month. So you can do that at BetterHelp.com slash Theo. Oh, what's going on, man? I, I don't know. I'm excited down in Lafayette. We're going to raise some money for Dustin Poirier's charity, the Good Fight Foundation. Uh, that show, I think it's sold out. Um, people are asking about a meet and greet. There will be one after, and we're excited to raise some money for Dustin's charity. You know, they help people that can't help themselves. And, um, and that's one of the things that this whole podcast kind of was started on is fucking, I don't know, man, whatever, dog. I mean, not whatever, but I'm just glad I'm not freaking laying in a park trying to smoke my own nuts right now. Because some, some, somebody, somebody's doing that, bruh. Grilling body, you feel me? About to have a little bit of their own grilled body. And I knew a man, that brings me, I knew a man, this dude Sweeney up there in, uh, in, out in, uh, near Natchez, Mississippi. And he actually... Uh, he um, took his own wiener off of his body with a knife at a party when he was on LSD. And um, and they used to run the Ramada over there on the bluffs. But anyway, all right, let's take another call. 985-664-9503, as always, is the hotline. Oh, and this is, I think, our three-year anniversary, too. That's crazy. This is three years. I'll talk about that in a minute. Here we go. What's up, Theo? It's Josh from Lowell. 
You know, I just called asking about uh, Winter Depression, if you ever get that. You know, I just realized you live in fucking L.A., don't you? Yes, I do, Josh. Thank you for calling, and I do live in L.A. Onward, brother. Ain't no fucking went over there, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get no snow or nothing. Like, what, what, what happens over there? I mean, have you, like, what, does it get cold? You know, that's a good question. What happens over here during the holiday? And I'm going to answer it in a second. Let's hear more from you. No, I don't even fucking know, dude. You know, I'm driving around fucking two feet of snow right now. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen my kid in days, you know, because I've been sleeping in an igloo. You know, one of them igloo hitters. Because, <laughs> you know, you got to get right back up, start delivering those packages. Bro, that's what I'm talking about, bro. That 28-degree drywall, baby, that's igluing, gang. FedEx don't give a shit if it's snowing. You know, personally, neither do I. You got to get after it. But, uh, yeah. So, you know what? I mean, questions still stand. Because, you know, maybe you were somewhat cold once. I'm sure you were. You've been a lot of places. Look, great question, brother. I We don't have a... It doesn't get cold here. And, you know, one thing about Los Angeles that really freaking trickles my dickle, bro. I mean, this will make me it just leak from my low beak. And that is that that there's no seasons here. So things don't change. So there's no, you don't feel the vibe. You don't feel that Mother Nature has a real pulse here. You know, you don't feel her wrath that much. You know, there's fires sometimes, but that's usually a dude over there. You know, some dude playing hopscotch with his with his buddy, and they're all cooked up on that freaking uh, on that kettle corn. You know, methamphetamine. And next thing you know, they're fucking they chasing each other with cigarettes, playing you know pee pee tag or whatever out there behind the bushes. You know, and it's kind of drug induced homosexuality. And next thing you know, they burn down half of a fucking hillside because these bastards over there doing you know gramming up on a fucking some homemade Chernobyl's over there and all tweaked out on that bust or dustless and next thing you know they don't they, they who knows so they burn down a hillside with half a Winston because they fall asleep in each other's arms over there all cooked out on that fucking bugle boy but Jesus sorry I'm Wearing the bad Christmas hat and earphones at the same time. Um, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, there's no winter here. And one thing, so that's sometimes when one of the reasons why people in, uh, in Los Angeles are so nutty is because they don't they they feel like they run the world. Mother Nature doesn't push anything on them, you know. So they feel more powerful than nature a lot of times. You know, there's not there's no season, so things never. You don't realize the power of Mother Nature. You don't realize the beauty of, of, of just, you get trapped in this bubble that things can just go on forever as the same. Um, or I think so. This is just what I think. Sorry. This isn't everybody. Uh, but other places, yeah, you realize, okay, for four months, I'm going to be have to be indoors. You know, I, I, so maybe I should find a spouse. I'm going to need someone not just to, just that I can hook up with for a night. I need somebody to care about. I need somebody to care about me. You know, winter's coming. You know, I know in the Midwest they got cuffing season. And that's when if you don't have someone to love, you got to lock them down. And 
And so in the winter, a lot of times that cuffing season is right there around August, September, October. And that's when you better lock down a mate because it's going to get cold. And you, you need that fucking, that full body dura, that full body dura log, you know, a significant other. And they have it, man. They, uh, so, 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 uh, so that's one thing about LA. You just, there's no effect of nature. I don't feel like as much with the weather. Now that's strictly the weather. You can see the power of nature by going to the beach and there's, you know, there's a very peaceful element, but you don't see it from the weather where the weather really dictates things. It doesn't rain, so you can always throw a party. You could plan anything and you never have to worry about the weather. Like I never wake up in the morning and think what the weather will be. But when I used to work on Mississippi over there on a farm, we used to have to look at the DTN all day. I think that's what it was called. DTN weather. Yeah, we'd have to look at the DTN, and this is back before they had an app when you had to look at the actual computer screen, go in there and see where the storms were coming across. So you say, okay, we could fertilize right here today because it's going to be dry, you know. Um, or it's okay to have a crop duster come through today because, um, uh, because it's you know it's not going to rain, so we're not going to you know lose whatever chemical we put down. Um, but I remember that having to just sit at the DTN and weather would dictate how you behaved. But here it doesn't happen as much. So yeah, I think it's a lot of people in, in California and Los Angeles go to Hawaii. You know, they're like, they want it even nicer. Which is another thing I noticed why this city doesn't stop much. Man, in Louisiana, when it rains, it hey, time out. Talk to your buddy. Sit on the porch. Spend some time. We can't go do something. It's raining. When it snows, oh, we snowed in. I mean, maybe you have two friends come over and you guys enjoy each other's company because you need it. You know, there's more of a value on one another. But this is more of a turnstile out here. And I'm not saying damn L.A., blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of great things. But I am answering the question as to how this, what do I feel like the weather dictates behavior here in L.A.? You know, there's less like in, the, in a lot of places you, you help somebody shovel their driveway, an opportunity to talk to somebody. Hey, 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 Berta, hey, Miss Berta, let me go do your shovel. You know, my buddy over there, he used to go decorate the Christmas tree by the neighbor and she would fucking touch his ass while he was on the ladder. What are you going to do, huh? It's Christmas. But stay busy out there. If you FedEx and baby, get it done. And put something out on your porch for a FedExers. Put something out on your porch for your Amazon guy. You know they're going to stop by. Let them, you know, it does feel, feeling appreciated is nice, isn't it? Gang. Oh, let's get a call right here. Here we go. What's up, Theo? This is Jay from San Diego. What's up, Jay from San Diego, man? Thank you for calling, brother. Onward. Down here in the dirty breakfast. Just calling to give you one of those hotline hitters that you love. Uh, recently, on social media, I've been seeing a lot of stuff about 
these people trying to change Santa Claus gender to be gender neutral or, or you know, questioning whether he, he may or not may or may not be a woman. And I'm like, the man has a beard. Mm-hmm. Just kind of wondering where you stand on the whole subject. I'm like, you think it's as funny as I do? Word. Let me know. Gang, gang. Gang, Jake, thanks for the, the message. If you and your household want to have a nondescript universe, that's fine. But I like Santa being a woman. His wife is Mrs. Claus. You know, the tooth fairy is a gay man. The um, the Easter Bunny could be a woman. Now that I could see, let's go either way with it. But Santa is a man. Santa is a man. If you, you don't want some lady being out all night. It doesn't feel even safe. You know, a lot of women get, you know, taken advantage of at night. And Santa is just, you can't, and you won't. Some of that shit, man, people, they just don't, nobody's buying that shit. Well, Santa doesn't have a gen. Santa is a man. Okay? Until he comes out and shows a, a tit or busts out a lip. That's a man. And that's it. And it's really just the same. Because here's what happens. If, is if, if the, that's all fueled by companies. If they can make it, if they can make Santa, Santa gender, gender neutral, then they can sell a whole new branch of new Santa ornaments, new Santa Christmas card, new Santa uh, pool toys. Because now they got the gender neutral Santa. So that's, you have to, uh, for me, I, I think that's where a lot of that motivation comes from is all, it's just people trying to make money. It's people trying to make money. And it's sad, man. It's sad. And I, I, I try to distance myself from things where I feel like that is what it is only about. But yeah, fucking, that's some bullshit, dude. Nobody want their grandmother out there driving a sleigh all night. Dude, my mom's driving to freaking Houston right now, and she called me nine times, and it's only two in the afternoon. Nobody, nobody want their grandmom out there schlepping around a bunch of Hello Kitties or whatever, you know, a bunch of you know, um, Gryffindor hats or whatever the children want this year. And now she, you know, your grandmother's got to stay at a Days Inn because one of the reindeer she's worried about him overheating. Nuh-uh. You want Santa out there. Manta, bruh. You want him with the pedal to the metal. On Dancer, on Prancer. Oh, Vixen stayed up all night doing some dust. Oh, well. Oh, well. Put him on your back, Cupid. Because we ride in. What if a couple of Somali pirates show up in the middle of the night? And you got a gender-neutral Santa Claus out here injecting himself with different hormones and shit, man. He nobody's getting a gift because they're Jack. He's getting, you know, no kids are getting gifts now. You can't do it like that. 
Santa's not a woman. Nobody wants him to be a woman. It's some asshole writing an article who has who doesn't have any care about, you know, a lot of people, they want to kill any Christian spirit that's alive. And they want to kill the fun. Don't let these people kill your fun. They're just trying to take advantage of you and make money. Man, get out of here with that, man. Santa's a man. The earth, mother earth. The earth is a woman. Tooth fairy is a gay man. Everybody got their space. You know, this shit, ever since Black Annie, nobody liked Black Annie. Even my black friends are like, what? So, unless it should have had Blake Griffin in it, then it would have been good. He's hilarious. But let's be real with this shit, man. I'm tired of it. Because some of it, there's no benefit to it. It's just a trick to sell. Oh, if we can make every man think they're a woman, then we can sell them all now woman products as well. So, I'm all about equality, but, you know, everything functions because there's male, female, there's yin and yang. Now, I'm not saying there might be, you know, the gestation. In three generations, we might all be, um, you know, we might all be bi-gender. Who knows? But let nature do that. Not some asshole with a Yahoo article. Gang, bruh. Sorry, I got heated. I'm going to tell you about this, man. I'm going to tell you about Beck's sunglasses. Do you care about your eyes, bruh? Ask yourself down in your your little cauldron of of feeling and hope. That's your heart. Ask yourself, do you care about your eyes? Because your eyes are just little visual hearts that are just kind of poking out of your face a little bit. With my lifestyle and the sun here in California, I need sunglasses that will hold up. Bex sunglasses, B-E-X, are beautiful and talented polarized sunglasses that are tough. That's me hitting them right there. And clear as hell. Bex makes me feel like the sun can't handle me. Bex makes me feel like I would take the sun on a date and not even blink. They're light, rugged, polarized sunglasses. They're made with luxury materials by the finest craftsmanship in the world. Bex sunglasses perform under the harshest conditions. Rain, hail, lava, alien. Buy your sunglasses from BexSunglasses.com. That's B-E-X-S-U-N-G-L-A-S-S-E-S dot com and use code Theo for 20% off your entire order. That's right. Buy your sunglasses from BEXSunglasses.com and use code Theo for 20% off your entire order. Yeah, these are hearty. Today's episode is also brought to you by ButcherBox. Everybody want that meat. You know, they probably got a couple ladies trying to slide into my Snapchats right now. Saying they want that meat visit. You know, they want that door-to-door bacon burrito. Well, back off, ladies. 
What I'm telling you is this. ButcherBox is the one you need. ButcherBox has a box full of beautiful, priceless meat. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to my home. The meat is free of antibiotics. Some people, you see their meat is... Uh, it's been taking a Z pack. You know, you'll get a thing of pork rolls and half of them taste like, uh, you know, um, Zithromax or Erythromycin. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individual meals. You can eat for almost a month off a box. It's packed fresh and shipped frozen and vacuum sealed. It is. My freezer right now is full of butcher box treats. They got finished beef. None of that unfinished beef. You know what I'm saying? You get a splinter from it. Bullshit. They got free-range organic chicken. They have heritage pork and wild-caught Alaskan salmon and sugar nitrate-free bacon. It's the way meat should be. Right now, you can get two pounds of ground beef and two packs of bacon absolutely free, plus 20% off your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash Theo. Or use promo code T-H-E-O at checkout. That's butcherbox.com slash T-H-E-O. Or use promo code Theo at checkout. If you like having meat in your home and you do not want to have to go and get it all the time, this is a perfect solution. I, I didn't even like, dude, I would hate going if I was with my mom and I had on a tank top. And we was at the grocery, bro. I was really a little bitch kid. Hell, I'm half bitch now most of the time, dude. You know me. If I fucking get, if I start swimming in the baby pool of my own damn feelings, I fucking, I'll drown down there. But, but I'm also a badass dog. You know, I'll also put your fucking chubby cousin in a hard scarf, dog. I'll put half a bread pudding in his mouth and fucking put that boy to sugary sleep. So don't come out, don't come at me with that shit. Um, I don't even know what I was talking about. Okay, let's take another call that came in here. Here we go. Hey Theo, what up? This is Brennan from uh, Eden Prairie, Minnesota. What's up, Brennan from Eden Prairie in Minnesota? Beautiful. Um. You know, I met a girl one time uh, out there in Minnesota, and she was a Native American, she said. And then she accused me of almost, well, she threatened to have a baby with me. Anyway, let's hear more. Um, for those of you that don't know, Eden Prairie is basically the uh, the white, bratty little cousin of Minneapolis. Uh and anyways, I'm I'm 16 years old. I had a question about uh, girls. So um, I got a girl that I like, and she likes me. Okay, that's that's a start, man. That is a big start. More. Um, but she, I don't know. She's caught up in some illegal activities and. Um, I won't get into that, uh, but you know, I, I got my own issues of, you know, getting, 
uh, getting in with all the pornographies and all that. And so, uh, like I said, I'm 16. I don't know anything about girls or life or anything. Um, and I, I was wondering, do you think having a girlfriend is something that, um, can help you with your problems or where you can help each other or is it something that will distract you from fixing your problems that need fixing because you know we both need some fixing and uh yeah gang bro thank you for the question there young fella 16 year old boy there calling out of there man 16 God, hell, I'd drink a glass of your blood if I could, man. I, you know, it's, uh, man, being 16. Well, here's what I say. Sometimes relationships can help, and sometimes they can hurt. I think if if I'm not doing well, then I don't know if I'm going to be able to really treat somebody well. You know, it's hard to see the value of a relationship or even a friendship sometimes when you're in it. You know, so I can get complacent. I'll get complacent in a relationship. Um, sometimes I'll stay in a relationship just because I'm afraid to be alone. That can happen. I mean, you do know some stuff because you are asking people. You know, to be 16 and be this kind of aware and asking these questions is... That's huge, dude. A lot of 16-year-olds are just busting on themselves at home. And you, at least, are trying to do a little more than that. Uh, so I think, you know, I think if you... You can work on yourselves together. You can work on yourselves apart. And also, man, you know what? Sometimes there's not working on ourselves. Sometimes it's like, you know, I'm always sometimes caught in this. I get caught in this trap sometimes where it's like I have to fix. I have to repair something's wrong. And sometimes, man, I'm just being alive. I'm just being alive. And there's the ups and the downs, but this is the ride. It's almost like I wish they taught us that in school sometimes. Like had a real course. That said, hey children, this is what some days will be like. You will leave your driveway. Somebody will, you know, you'll get a call from your cousin. He'd been in a fucking head-on collision over there by the Hardys. You know, you'll get to work and you might lose your job. You'll stop on the way home. You'll try to stop by a Dunkin' Donuts and that bitch is burned down. And you'll go home. And your wife will be complaining because you guys haven't had sex in a while. Sometimes they should just teach you that that in school. Hey, that's gonna be what that's what life is. Sometimes it's that. But so yeah, sometimes it just is what it is, and that's the way things are, bro. So I think you're gonna be fine. You're 16. You're figuring it out. It's okay. Take it easy on yourself. You know, if this if you're alone, if you're not, you know, find some things that make you feel good. 
Um, don't do a bunch of drugs and hurt yourself, bro. That's what I'm saying, dude. And that pornography can really, it'll dirty your freaking brain. And every time you bust them cheat cheat pops out, you're losing a little bit of that stallion. So finally, you know, 19 years from now, you have a child and that motherfucker, he's a little pony. You know, he got a little buzz cut and he fucking, they put a bell around his neck at the mall. And that's your son. So save up those chi-chi pops and be a warrior. You know, save up those chi-chi pops and be a warrior. I don't think I really helped you or anything, but I love you, bruh. And um, just take care. Just just be safe, man. Wear your seatbelt. And find friends that you trust. And it's okay if you don't know what a relationship means at this point. Just... Just do your best. And just know that you're okay, man. However you are, you're okay. Everything is okay. You're not doing anything wrong. The world is not conspiring against you. Everything is okay. And that's the truth. And I just don't want you thinking that it's not all the time. Because I used to do that. And it really was. And I could miss out on some of the beautiful gifts that are right in front of me. Let's take a call right here. Onward. Hey, Theo. This is Justin from Dallas. Just on my way back home from work. Thought I would share with you a story that came to my mind uh, when I was a kid around the Christmas time. Thank you, uh, Dustin or Justin. I'm not sure which one. I couldn't hear it, but um, it doesn't matter. Thank you, Austin. We'll go there, man, from Dallas. And I love Dallas, man. And uh, I had a crush for a while on one of the radio hosts down there on the morning radio. Gang, onward. So me and my buddy in Austin were uh, having a sleepover at his house. Oh, dang. Shout out my boy Scott Satchfield. When we was younger, we stayed by his daddy's house over there in Jackson, Mississippi. And his daddy had a house over there, and it was on the top of a little bitty hill. And we stayed over there. And I'd never slept in bed in a bed with another man before. We weren't even men. We were children. So another, you know, children man. And, uh, and his dad closed the door and then he came back in about a minute later and he goes, now fellas, y'all can sleep pole to pole or hole to hole, but don't sleep pole to hole. And then he closed the door. And dude, we sat there trying to figure it out and do the math and finally I just slept on the floor. At the foot of the bed, dude, like a damn golden retriever, man. Just because we didn't want to get the equation wrong, you know. Uh, let's hear more. Sorry, I interrupted you, brother. And we, I don't know how we got to this, but we went up in his attic. We really just grabbed a bunch of ornaments, and we, we filled them up with gasoline. Mmm, I love gasoline. And uh, trailed the little, you know, like the cloth outside of the end. We really just made cocktail uh, like ornament mall tops. Uh, and we were really just lighting them up and throwing them at cars as they went by. And it's pretty risky, pretty dangerous. And yeah, I mean, they really did catch fire, kind of like a bomb. So, uh, 
Yeah, I was just wondering uh, if you've ever done anything like that or just anything real risky over the holidays. Appreciate everything you do, gang gang. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I remember one time we had, uh, my mother had a friend that came over, and she'd only come over when we cooked. And this lady was big as a damn, I mean, just big as about a small gymnasium. And she really, part of her arm had turned a little yellow because she, I don't even know what had happened. Something. And anyway, she would drive over only when my mom would cook. And she'd come over and have her, she'd talk and everything and be friendly, but really she was, you know, sneaking all of some of the rations. She was really, you know, she was, she, she was there for the food and, and the, the socializing was second. And I remember one time while she was in there, we'd gotten some kerosene, maybe it was, or gasoline. I can't remember. God, I love gasoline, man. I love, man. I put some on my hands the other day and just fucking smelled it all day long. Um, and anyway, we put her bumper in kerosene of her car, and right before she took off, we lit that bastard on fire. And she just drove off into the night, dude, with that, with that old-fashioned tail light, baby. That fuego bumper dog, and we lit that, we lit that, that lady up like that. And honestly, I don't know if we ever even saw that lady again, dude. Honestly, but I love being dude. When I was young, we would put fucking WD forty on our tongue, bro, and try to fucking lick each other. We would do. I love the smell of WD forty, damn, dude. I love the smell of WD forty. I wish they made WD-41, bruh. Because, I mean... Hell, we could do anything with that. You know? Beautiful. Uh, let's take another call here. Actually, you know what? we got a Patreon question. Okay. This is... Uh, from Tara Stegner. One of my favorite Christmas movies is Home Alone. What would you do if you were home alone at eight years old because you wished your family away? What kind of stuff would you do knowing you're the man of the house now? Personally, I'd watch every R-rated movie available and go through everything in every bedroom looking for treasures. Let me think. If I was, Well, I was home all the time when I was young. I was home alone all the time, dude, and I would always... I would have a couple extra vanilla creams. That was the first thing. Because we was allowed two vanilla creams at night for dessert. And that's that vanilla cookie, vanilla cookie, cream in the middle, white cream in the middle. So I'd have about, probably about six or eight of them matches and some milk. You know, because we always had to split up the, the milk we had. We had to split up the cookies. So I would, I would cheat, man. I would have what I wanted. And what else? Oh, then sometimes I like to take off my shirt and pants and I like to we had a couch and had three cushions I like to lay under the cushions like on top of the couch but under the cushions and just like feel that pressure kind of against my body and just look out from the side you know from in between the cushion and watch television like that like a sandwich like I was a meat and the and the furniture was a breads and what else would I do Oh, I like to play game on the phone, on the television. Games would come up sometime, you know. Do you know uh, sports trivia or something? Call one eight 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 Sports now. 
and play the game. $17 a minute. $90 if you're in Cuba. You know, coupons don't apply or some kind of shit. So I would call that hotline. I'd play fucking $200 worth of games and mom would beat my ass later when the bill came. What else did I do? Yeah, we went peeking in our mom's closet around Christmas. That was always so crazy, man, peeking in there. You know, it made me realize how hard my mom worked, even just looking at her shoes hanging from the shoe thing in the door. You know, she had her heels and her work shoes. She had her morning walking shoes. These pink New Balances, she had them forever, man. They were probably, they were 20 years old when I met her. You know, and she had, uh... You know, I don't know. My mother was such a hard worker, man. She was always gone. She was always working hard. I wish she had told me, hey, I'm working hard so I can take care of us. Because I think a lot of time when I was a child, I just didn't know what was going on. You know, no one ever said, hey, this is why, this is what's happening. This is why we're doing this. So sometimes today I'm always like, I always feel like I need to be doing something. I always feel like something is wrong. Even though there's nothing really. You know, I feel like somebody pushed a car in the distance and they have a car alarm that's just going off outside of the apartments or something. But it's, and that all, the alarm's always been there. You know, it just is always this thing making me feel like something, like I don't know what's happening. Like everything's not okay. Uh, anyway, I kind of digressed in all of that. Um, here's a question from Jacob Wells. Did you believe in Santa growing up? Yes, I did. And a lot of me still does. You know, down in Covington, Louisiana, they used to hire a, it was like a small plane to go through the air at night. And they would put a bunch of lights on it and stuff. And they would play Christmas music out of speakers on it. And so... You could hear on Christmas Eve, you would actually be able to take your kids outside and hear, uh, and hear like a Christmas and see something in the sky. And I remember that being a really neat treat for kids because it just cemented into you that Santa was there. And you never even thought, hell, why the hell does Santa have a propeller on his sleigh? But, you know, that's being a kid, man. Gang. Let's take one more call here that came in, 985-664-9503. Theo, what's up? This is Bob. Hey, Bob. Thank you for calling, brother. Onward. So, lost my leg in a motorcycle accident a couple years back. Damn, Bobby. That flamingo, baby. Tell me more. Now I'm trying to find out how to get some fucking home tank with that stumpy hitter. Just, you know, kind of hard. Now we're, we got to change up the game. So, any thoughts? Thank you. Well, so you got that one, you know, you got that one piece, really. You're rolling on, you're rolling on three right now, and you're looking for love. I think be forthright. We're all missing something. You know, we are all missing something. And I think these days more than ever, 
people that have uniquities to them, those things are valued more than ever. You know, uh, I used to know a guy named Bobbo, and he had cut off part of his arm for some reason. I don't know why. And it was below the elbow about three or four inches. So it was like in his forearm. And he would sometimes get behind the bar at a bar or club, and he would walk, uh, and he would stick the the nub part of his of his elbow and the and the part coming forward, the little bit of his forearm up, and he could turn him back and forth like it was a submarine. He would walk up and down the bar, and so if you were like away from the bar by about fifteen feet, you could see just this little thing pop up and look around like it was a submarine or a snork. Remember the snorks? They were old cartoon. But yeah, he had that, Bobbo had that submarine hitter and he was always looking for cocaine, really. But he, beautiful man, dude, and I still miss him. Um, what did you ask me? Oh man, I think there's, there's more value than ever to being unique. There's more value than ever that, to being unique. And I, so, I know that's easy for me to say because I'm bi, right? I got, I'm bipedal. I got two hitters right here below the belt. But But there's more, now there's ways constantly to inspire people. They got the titanium, you could get something graphite, you could go wood even. If you, you know, if, if, it's, if it's a tough year financially or if you're, you know, you're living in like Newfoundland or something, you could get that wooden appendage. There's a lot of beautiful options out there. Um, but I say be forthright. Hey ladies. I got fucking, I, I got that magic wand, you feel me? You know, I got, I'm that one-legged fucking, I'm that stationary bad boy. You know, I, you got it, man. If you only have one leg, bro, I love you, dude. I think it's cool, man. I, you know, I know that's crazy, but I think it's, I think it's really, really cool. Because, dude, when I see somebody that has a handicap and they're really, and they're challenging it, and they're, man, that inspired me so much, dude. You know? It really, you have the chance to be so inspirational to others. And I know that probably is hard to think about because it doesn't heal what's going on, but you could hella get some puss, bro. They got ladies out there that are fucking some real Muppets. So I know when you come in with that fucking low body gonzo, bro, that one piece. All day, bro. You're gonna be a uh, you're gonna be a freaking third lieutenant in the Poontang Mafia, son. And I would decorate that leg, bro. Get that other leg decorated for the holidays, bro. Throw some fucking lights around that thing. Hang a hang a uh uh a car freshener off that bitch, man. Do something with it. Dude, I remember I was in Tucson, Arizona on the bus once and a man had a wooden appendage, a second half, low half on the left. And he would sit on the bus. This is when you could smoke a cigarette on the bus. And he would put his, cross his leg over the other leg. And in the side of the wooden part, he'd build an uh, ashtray in there. And I remember sitting there one time with him having a cigarette after work over there at City Grill off of Tanka Verde and Wilmot. And I took the bus and I'd sit there with him and have a cigarette and put the ashes right out into his leg. 
And I've never forgotten that, man. Oh, we're at the end of the year. We're at the end of the year, man, and I love you. And you know, if you need me, bro, I'll hold you up, dog. The more I think about it, man, I will hold you up. You know, I'll hold you up, brother. And thank you for sharing what's going on with you in your life, man. You're holding me up. Gang shit, bro. We out here, dog. And it's a beautiful time of year, and it's a beautiful time to love somebody. And it doesn't have to mean sex or anything like that or touching yourself. Don't touch yourself at Christmas. What are you doing? But touch your heart, man. Love yourself a little. Get in there! As that boy used to say that had it. And he had a lot of hits of that T-I-S-M, and you know it. Um... What else is going on? Uh, I may have this uh, thing this week, Chocolate Shoulder Challenge, we'll put out on Instagrams. You can check it out. Uh, remember to get your Christmas shopping done now. It's almost over. And I hope your holidays are something special. And I hope that your heart is a fireplace. And, uh, and it keeps you warm and keeps the others around you warm as well. Uh, thank you for three years. Uh, thank you for the support. Thank you for all the calls. Uh, you know, this has been one of the toughest years of my life in some ways, but I'm feeling a little better, and um, and I couldn't be more grateful for you guys not giving up on me. I'm excited to see you guys over in Lafayette. I'm excited to see you in Europe. Let's go. I was watching some rugby today. Leicester and somebody else. Let's go, UK, Manchester, Glasgow, Dublin, London, Oslo, Amsterdam, Norway. Let's go. I can't wait to get over there, baby, the Rat King. Coming down your chimney, January 4th, we start the tour over there. Ari Manis, the dirty little Hebrew, rolling over there with me. So let's see what we can do, man. You guys be good to yourselves. Uh, I love you. Merry Christmas to you. Um, and thank you. Uh, thank you. Let's take us out today with DJ Din's The Rooster and Christmas Day Sale.
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.